So have you done anything like this before? No, never. Okay. Yeah. A little okay. nervous, but at the same okay. time, I'm like, hey, it's just going to be a conversation. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Okay. Welcome to the Foothills Wellness Retreat Podcast, where we discuss the next Foothills Wellness Retreat, interview presenters, and share with you wellness opportunities here in the Foothills community. I'm Dr. Jared McCullough, and our co-host is Lisa Moraz, the founder and director of the Foothills Wellness Retreat. Well, welcome everyone to the Foothills Wellness Retreat Podcast. I'm Dr. Jared McCollum, and our guest today is Taylor Marshall, and she is uh, kind of a f- friend and family of the Foothills Wellness Retreat. Her mom is the founder, <laughs> and she's volunteered to come on today and just talk about, I think, again, if those of you have listened to my other podcast, uh, The Five Elements Letting Go, um, majority of the discussions I like to talk about is, you know, how is your mental health and what are the tools and techniques you use to help yourself find balance? And so Taylor's going to talk to us today about her journey, which I, you know, just hearing a bit of it so far is very interesting. And uh, um, we really want to share this with you guys. So we'll start with that. So welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, Well, I can kind of recap what we just sure. chatted about a little bit. <laughs> um, so I was saying that um, I kind of hit a peak of my anxiety when I was about 21 years old. So I'm just about to turn 30 okay. in the new year. So, um, I mean, when I was a little kid, I do remember having anxiety about like big things that I couldn't control, like natural disasters like tornadoes my parents sang a car crash those kinds of things yeah. but it wasn't um impacting my everyday life per se mm-hmm. until i was about 21 i was in university i was taking social work one of my practicum placements was with a team working with adults with severe mental health issues and it just kind of gave me a insight onto how that really impacts people's lives and their families. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of um, spooked me a little bit yeah. <laughs> um, just because I really felt strongly for these individuals. And um, so I kind of spiraled into what if that happens to me? What if I develop a su- severe mental illness? And that kind of just became an issue in itself. So it was almost like hypochondria for um, mental illness. Yeah. So I would honestly, I would sit there and Google symptoms of different mental illnesses and and sit there and think, do I have this? Do I have this? And then I would almost trick my brain into thinking that that was happening to me. Um, so it took me a, a little while, it was a little period of my life, but it felt like forever because yeah. it, it was intense and it felt like a struggle to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I definitely got past that. I went through therapy, um, which did help me at the time. Uh, it made me feel like I it kind of brought me back to reality to have mm-hmm. someone listen to me without judgment who wasn't um, biased or um a personal connection Mm -hmm. um and have them say yeah that's that can be normal people have experienced that before you're not alone it's very common Mm -hmm. in the medical field yeah so Mm -hmm. you know i remember myself uh when i was studying traditional chinese medicine you know you have a patient and you treat them and you go home and now you got back pain Mm 
Yeah. Or are you? <laughs> and then as you're learning about all these conditions, you're like, oh, do I have that one? Yeah. Maybe do I have that one? Exactly. And it's just this yeah. silly thing your brain plays yeah. on you where it's just like as it learns that new information and all these possibilities, it's like, oh, well, I had that once. Right. Maybe I'm that. Yes, that's pretty much exactly what it was. Yeah, and just seeing how, um, yeah, how tough it can be for some people mm-hmm. and the struggle that they go through. It just really, it really hit home for me. So, yeah. and and I think yeah. I think too a lot of people like you had an experience that not many people have. Right. We are very isolated from mental illness in our communities, mm-hmm. and so if anyone has anything, either even. Those that have, um, uh, what are we, what's the term? Uh, pardon, I apologize, everyone here, I'm just <laughs> losing it. But neuro, neurodivergent. Yeah. You know, so where my brain's just a little different. Yeah. And so, again, I have uh, three sons with autism. So as you go through that experience, you teach them how to pretend to be neurotypical, mm. right? So they can fit in easier yeah. and they, and, and we all do this, yeah. whether we have autism or not, yeah. there's behaviors that we do to make ourselves fit in and yeah. feel normal to others when none of us are normal. Really? <laughs> right. But I do think in situations like that, where you're ex- ex- exposed to stuff that we've never seen before, it really does show you how a lot of us are balancing on a nice edge. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. you know certain experiences or traumatic experience in our lives can just send send us over that to the other side and to see that and how real it is yeah it makes a lot of sense how you felt the way you did yeah yeah it was intense yeah. and it kind of always stuck with me even though i um got over it really impacting my daily life um it kind of always stuck with me a little bit but i had i had worked on developing tools to um, not allow it to affect my daily life anymore. So Um, what kind of tools did you start with? So I bought books on mental health. I actually found a book um, that talked about exactly what I had anxiety for. Mm -hmm. So I actually, when I was, I would research a lot, um, which was a good thing, but could also be at the same time. so I, but when I went to the, the book specifically, instead of hitting up Google, because um, that always can end in the worst possible thing your mind goes to, Google mm-hmm. will lead you there. Yeah. But the books uh, helped. So I actually found a book that um, talked about exactly what I was experiencing. So mm-hmm. it was um, a form of OCD for, like, mm-hmm. it's a obsessive thinking. Mm-hmm. So it's not, OCD isn't. Uh, this is what I learned um, through reading the book as well. It's not just the what peop, what it's portrayed to be is like obsessively washing your hands or mm-hmm. things like that, which yeah. it is that. Yeah. But it can be obsessive thinking. It can be anything that's kind of obsessive, right? Mm-hmm. So um, that's what it was for me. It was obsessively thinking about and worrying about yeah, this. Yeah, potentiality. Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. For me, I kind of um, found tools through reading books and um, even just feeling like, hey, I'm not the only one who experiences this was Mm -hmm. helpful in itself. Yeah. Yeah. To relate to someone. Yes. Yeah. 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 You know, and again, this is why 
discussions like this are so important mm -hmm. because when we share our stories about mental health and the things we've gone through, when you can, be, and that's why so many of the episodes I do are with just regular people because yeah. we want to hear, okay, so tell me your story and how you yeah. got through it. Because if we keep hearing from all these exceptional professionals who have all this training and everything, it's not the same right. as, oh, okay, this happened to me. This is how I went through it. And then someone else is going to listen to this and be like, oh, okay, yeah. I am, you know, yeah. we're all a little bit off. We are. <laughs> that is so true. But at the same time, it's so relatable, right? Yeah. It kind of just makes you feel a part of a community, a part of hum humanity, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, and I found a lot of... Um, uh, like people to relate to on social media as well. Mm -hmm. So finding people who um, share about their experiences on Instagram or whatever mm -hmm. and uh, connecting um, that way. So um, that's how I found tools at that time, like mm -hmm. when I was 21 and I went to therapy as well. Um, and then I kind of, um, I didn't really have a period of having intense anxiety like that until um the very end of 2020 and that is when it kicked up again mm. to a point where it was um crippling my daily life again um like i said i've always have anxiety it comes and goes but it's never been consistently an impacting my daily life in a negative way mm -hmm. um until about it i remember it really clearly it was a boxing day of 2020 it hit me like a ton of bricks it was um, the year of the pandemic, mm -hmm. and um, I was feeling very like lonely and isolated because we were advised not to spend family, time. Right. Yeah. Um, and so it kind of just felt like the holidays and all the spirit just kind of literally was flushed down the toilet within mm -hmm. seconds. Yeah. And so I, I remember... Um, it hitting me hard on Boxing Day of that year. And then it kind of spiraled and um, it lasted for about a few months, I would say, where I would literally just cry for no, it would feel like I was crying for no reason. Mm -hmm. I would have um, anxiety to the point where I almost felt like sick, like dizzy. Um, mm -hmm. It was like becoming physical in my body too. So um, I did. Uh, experience some of the thoughts that I had previously when I was 21 about um, developing a mental illness mm -hmm. that's just because I think my it's like a memory in yeah. my brain right yeah yeah our brains are predictive right that's how yeah. they work and they're like oh you felt like this before and this is what happened yeah. last time so so when you feel anxious I'm gonna bring all those thoughts back yeah yeah pretty yeah. much <laughs> so it was that plus it was feeling um, lost what's my purpose mm -hmm. uh why am i here um those kinds of things yeah. so it was uh it was the same but a little bit different i was feeling like and then i was seeking um external things in my life for answers so mm -hmm. am i married to the right person um should i be doing this with my life should i change my career like all these external things in my life yeah. i also went back to therapy um, which is helpful. I'm never going to say it's not, mm -hmm. but it, I was looking for something more like I was, it, it wasn't deep enough for me. It yeah. was kind of, it felt like 
um, and this is just my experience, um, but it just felt like um, it felt like I was, I was being listened to, which was nice, but I wasn't getting what I needed to hear out of it, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't feel deep enough for me. So I, so I, I, that's where I dove into wellness and like got into more spiritual um, healing. Like I meditated more or I started to meditate. I don't think I ever had mm -hmm. before that. Okay. So I was meditating. I was reading books. I was buying crystals. I was buying <laughs> oracle cards. I had, um, uh, uh, what are they called? Intuitive readings. I had a couple okay. intuitive readings actually by one of the presenters that presented at the wellness retreat back in okay. October. Um, so I've had a couple connections. Plugger. Who, yeah, Kara. Kara Marshall. Kara's <laughs> She's awesome. amazing. She's your soul friend. She is my soul friend. <laughs> and she literally changed. She honestly, I will say she, she yeah. changed my life a lot. And because yeah. she was kind of, like I said, when I went for therapy, it, it just wasn't deep enough for me. Yeah. And I had a meeting with Kara. I cried the entire time, which felt great, but also very uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, and she really just, it was more, I felt more guidance from it, yeah. like a lot more guidance. It's really interesting. Yeah. There's this, there, there's a gap in mental health with counseling psychology in that there's this, this expectation and really clinical expectation on how they can work with people. Yeah. And there's this push away from spiritual things or any kind of guidance like that or uh, finding a spiritual path—that's something that is to be separate. Yeah. But we're learning more and more. No, you cannot separate no. it. And you know, whatever that spiritual path is for someone, they just need one. Yeah. And they can they can make it however they want. But you know, that's where I there's this space. There's this lovely space now where it's you know someone who. I wouldn't necessarily think has a defined role in, you know, uh, our expectation of healthcare and mental health. Like, you know, is Kara uh, uh, an energy healer? Is she a uh, counselor? Is she a coach? Is she a witch? Is yeah, she this? Yeah. She's a little bit everything. Yeah. And, you know, some, then that, that uh, there's a vacuum in, our spirituality right now between this you know well you've got you know science and pure religion yeah but there's that get that space in the middle where it's kind of going back much further yeah than even religion to this point of okay you know how do you like what about you yes. how do you connect to spirituality what does yeah. it mean to you how how do you connect with it to find your purpose right. and peace right yeah. Yeah, that's 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 exactly that's exactly huh. it. It's kind of that that happy medium, right? Where it's because, yeah. like you said, I feel like a, a lot a lot of the psychology and mental health they're they're it's more scientific, right? Like how your brain works, yeah. which is very interesting, and um, it's uh, obviously uh, pertains to what's kind of going on. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that's what it was. It was the deeper side of yeah. it and into diving into spirituality like who am i and really sitting with myself mm -hmm. instead of um, putting a band-aid on yeah. yeah yeah all that so 
so yeah, I uh, that's kind of um, where I started into my wellness journey, I suppose. That's mm-hmm. where, but it does stem back. I mean, like I said, years and years and years before that. Um, but that's kind of w- what I found was the best therapy that I've ever had was mm-hmm. diving into spirituality and getting that that guidance that's specific to me you know Mm -hmm. so um i'm very grateful for podcasts and books and um mentors and coaches and all that it's really 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 helped me in that way yeah where do you think it's going to take you in the future oh that's a good question (laughs) (laughs) um i don't have a specific answer to that but um i feel called to share a lot of my story which i mean i'm doing that today i'm being guided in that direction slowly um so i don't i'd love to i don't know exactly what it's going to look like yet but either a podcast or a youtube channel Mm -hmm. or something like that i'd love to um connect with people that way because throughout my journey um uh having i'm very appreciative of people that share their vulnerability on social media mm-hmm. um, and publicly it doesn't have to just be on social media but yeah. publicly because um, it's it is vulnerable and um, a lot of times i mean i will speak for myself i would hold back because i'd feel judged um, to share personal things mm-hmm. and uh when it when it's switched when it's other people sharing and i'm watching i don't I don't personally judge them. I appreciate them sharing their content. Um, So uh, something along those lines, but I don't know exactly what that looks like yet. Mm. And I'm I'm okay with that. (laughs) I'm okay. I'm not trying to figure out exactly when, how, why. I'm just, that's Mm. kind of where I see it going. Sharing, sharing my story Mm -hmm. somehow. Yeah. Yeah. So I have other questions with you for you because I know that you're a new mother. Yes. How has anxiety has anxiety affected you at all through this process? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, yes. Um, not crippling where I um, can't like, get feel like I can't get through my day, but it's definitely um, brought back some feelings of anxiety, and I'm aware of them. I don't judge them, or um, I just I, I let the feelings come, mm-hmm. which is something I've learned along the way. Um, but I, I have I feel like that when I leave the house a lot. Um, I feel a little bit anxious driving, mm-hmm. <laughs> leaving the house, um, being responsible for a human in my backseat, <laughs> yeah. a tiny human. Yeah. Um, but I don't have a lot of anxiety around, am I being a good mom? It's not things like that. It's good. more of just resurfacing um, it's like I almost feel like it's a, it's a change in my life, so it's like resurfacing those um, we, we talked about before. Just um, there's change. Mm-hmm. Here's how you felt in the past, yeah. you know. So um, yeah, I mean, in the first, I would say two to three weeks um, wasn't bad every single day, but I had some bad days mm-hmm. where I cry a lot. Yeah. Um, Sleep deprived. Yes. I notice that if I'm really tired, I instantly feel anxious. Like yeah. I feel physically mm-hmm. anxious in my body. It's just my body telling me that 
something's off, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, so that, yeah. So that's, mm -hmm. it's, I definitely have had a lot more anxiety come up than I did before I had mm -hmm. my child. Um, but, um, I definitely know where to turn now to, um, kind of ground myself, bring yeah. myself back into my body. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, always around pregnancy mm -hmm. that, you know, birth is an incredibly, you know, amazing and yeah. exhausting experience at the same time. And that those deficiencies that, you know, are results from that experience that show up in a body, you know, the, you know, chi deficiency, blood deficiency, all these things that we recognize in Chinese medicine and, you know, the kidney and the spleen, big part through birth. Yep. And when they're weak, that motivation, that drive, that focus, memory, you know, all of that is very low. Yeah. And so that's why, you know, fatigue and again, emotionally, those are so spleening stomach, that's worry, obsession, overthinking yep. and the spleen and bladder is fear. And when those are weak, those emotions come up more. Yeah. And so that's why when we don't get good sleep, our anxiety is always worse. Yep. When we overthink and try to control the busyness of the mind drains that. And then again, you know, adds to that. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing I will plug in for those that are listening that, you know, also experience anxiety. One of the best books I've read on it is called Dare. Oh. D-A-R-E. And it's by Barry McDonough. Okay. He's an Irish guy who served with anxiety for decades. And of course, the, the common approach in a lot of systems with counseling and psychology is avoidance and control. And the problem is trying to avoid or control anxiety causes anxiety. Yep. So it is the exact opposite of approach on what we really need to do. Because again, you know, like you said, you, you remember experiencing anxiety as a child and, and we all have through different yep. points in our lives. But when it gets, uh, when we really get imbalanced or really tired or really worn down or it's been too long, that uh, little annoyance of anxiety that shows up in our head and you're just like, I'm too busy. I don't have time for this. Yes. I got to keep going. Yes. And we ignore those anxiety feelings. But when things get really imbalanced or, you know, we're overwhelmed by yeah. even, you know, you could almost say that those experiences and your practicum and social work are a little traumatic yeah. to be exposed to something like that yeah. so quickly. And so that sets it off. And what's interesting is the brain does not know the difference between uh, dreaming, daydreaming, and experiencing the real thing. So when we're in our head thinking about something that would cause us anxiety, something that's coming up, the brain doesn't know the difference. You know, okay, if you're woken up right in the middle of a dream, and feel anxiety, yes. like having a panic attack, yep. waking up from a dream. Brain doesn't know the difference. And so when you're sitting in there in your head thinking about all these potentialities, it can trigger a fight or flight response. Mm -hmm. And now your body is flooded with adrenaline. So if you get up and fight or you get up and run away, yeah. Yeah. you've used up that adrenaline, panic, you know, the, this whole experience is over. But if we don't have anything physical to do to release that right. adrenaline now the body has to release it on its own so it raises our heart rate makes yeah. us sweat tight chest all these you know sensations that we call panic attack are right. just a response the body's response to release yes. that adrenaline and 
so Barry McDonough's, you know, talks in his, his book about how this is a natural process. This happens to all of us. Yes. And if we fight it, we can cause a true adrenaline response. And that's how people get caught in these loops of anxiety that last for hours or yes. days until their adrenaline's all gone and they just pass out. So <laughs> his, his recommendation is always, you know, acceptance. Mm-hmm. I did this. I'm not having a heart attack. I'm not having a stroke. I'm okay. And if you distract the mind and trust the body to just work its way out, if you can get up and move, great. If you can't, if you just distract the mind and let it work its way out of the body, it'll be gone in 20, 25 minutes. Right. Um, And then it's done. And then, you know, you've learned, oh, I did that again. And it's not so much preventing every anxiety attack. It's recognizing that, oh, yes, those feelings are here again. That was me. All right, let's work through this. I'm going to be okay. In 20 minutes, I'm going to be done. Just got to go take a break. I need to go for a walk or whatever. Um, And not everyone has that ability. But even over time, if we trust and can distract, you know, we can get to a point where if one does come on, we can work through it. Yeah. You know, and again, that's how... Like I've always, I always use the explanation. Like I had a patient in today who, um, you know, had OCD as a kid, touching everything, yeah. right? And now as an adult, it's all gone internal. So now it's all in her head. Okay. And so it causes some anxiety and still some stuff like that. But I just like you know, trying to explain that, you know, when we're imbalanced in our bodies, that's kind of the hardware. That's the, the hardware in our computer that's mm-hmm. wrecked. And to expect someone to rewrite their software, like going to a counselor or going to someone that's going to say, okay, now do this, this, and this. If you haven't fixed the hardware first, then you can't rewrite the software. It's impossible. And it doesn't work that way. And when we tell our family and friends, oh, you're having a bad day, smile. If you smile, you'll feel better. (laughs) Just, you know... Just be positive or all this other bullshit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is just unkind. Yeah. It's just not how our brains work and how our bodies work. Yeah. But it's nice when we can go to someone who you experience with like Kara and, and Jillian White and, you yes. know, um, uh, Diane Doe Lynch. There, there's lots out there, you know, where um, we can work with someone that's going to help us to fix the hardware and rewrite the software yeah. together. Yeah. And... It's pretty beautiful to see those two work together. In Absolutely. About, yeah, and pr- processing, like, like sitting in how you're feeling, processing yeah. it. Yeah. And instead of, like you said, um, masking it or avoiding it or yeah. I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, that, now that you say that, as a, as a new mom, I, I'm so, I feel so busy all the time, which is to be expected. But I find... Um, that I, I'm so busy that I, I really have to take a second because I can feel it in my body physically. I can feel it like almost in my third eye. Yeah. My shoulders are tense. My back hurts. Um, I feel drained like physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just have to take a moment and and take a breath. Like I before I came here, I was nursing my baby and I literally put on like a daily calm on the yeah. calm app and I like sat there because I mean, yes, I'm doing something, but I'm uh-huh. able to sit here for a moment yeah. and at least, um, 
utilize it in a good way, a healthy yeah. way. So oh, I was like, I need cool. to take a moment, ground myself, breathe, yeah. not distract myself through watching. Cause I'll, I notice myself doing that too. If I feel yeah. uncomfortable, I feel anxious. Uh, I'll grab my phone, put on a show, like yeah. things, things like that, that are just unhealthy ways yeah. of, of doing it, yeah. Yeah. It's so interesting now how yeah. we quickly go to that phone just yeah. to distract yeah. rather than being attentive to with how we're feeling and yeah. be and work through that and yeah. be like, oh, oh, this is what I'm feeling. Okay. And I think that's what is causing this overall exhaustion in society Yeah. because we're all very uh, like, I don't know, if you get on any social media, everyone's all aware of mental health all of a sudden. Yeah. And everyone's got everything and everyone's talking about everything. And it's good that we have this awareness, mm-hmm. but these people are still addicted to social media and yeah. their phones and everything like yeah. that. So every few spare moments they're on there doing that. And, you know, a little bit's not a problem. But when we get into it where it's like constantly there and I have days like this too. Yeah. But what I notice is when I do that, there's that exhaustion. Now you not just have physical but you have mental exhaustion yeah. and you've never dealt with anything you're not with your thoughts dealing with your real emotions finding quiet time because watching tv or sitting on your phone isn't quiet time. no and so, we need to pull ourselves away from others thoughts and just listen to our own and mm-hmm. be with ourselves through that time and when you know uh, our phones are stealing that from us yep. and it's putting us you know we're there's enough mental health issues out there from how the world is and how capitalism has put us all in a position uh-huh. where we value all the wrong things, you know, and now we're so distracted by our phones. It's yeah, we're, we're in, we're due for a, a huge shift. I hope. <laughs> Me too. Absolutely. And that's the thing. Like I'd love to do a complete detox of, uh, social media or just my phone in general. I mean, it's easier said than done mm-hmm. because uh, not only is social media on our phones, but it's our way of connecting yeah. with, um, like, through a, a phone call, right? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's it, it, for me to completely turn my phone off for a week, how am I communicating with my husband? You know what I mean? Oh, so it's easier said we, than we've done. We've become so reliant right. on it. It's interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah. Johan Hari, who is the author of chasing the scream and um oh what's his one on mental health seven anyway he wrote one recently about um uh basically our attention um you know the thief of intention or something like this and so he's like the beginning of the book he's like okay i'm gonna go stay at this uh this little cabin by the sea and no internet, no phone, nothing, and I'm going to detox yeah. for a month. And, of course, it was a great time, and he enjoyed it, but soon it was over, he was back into his habits yeah. with the no time because he didn't really learn anything. The situation helped him, you know, and all the, the setups, and he had a great time. But if you think you can just go right back into regular life and be able to let it go... You know, he didn't really learn anything from that experience. Right. So he goes through the rest of the book is all about how, okay, so how do we really do this? How do we get our time back? How do we get our attention back? Because, you know, uh, stolen or lost attention, something like that, I think it's called. So good. And, but, you know, all these changes, we, 
all of this has changed so fast without us having any research or understanding on how it was going to affect us. All the, you know, um, tech companies knew is how to get us addicted. Yep. They didn't know how to fix it. That's how they But they money. just knew it was going <laughs> to get us and get yeah. us good. And they they were very correct. Yeah, absolutely. So hopefully we continue to <laughs> reach out for the, those The answers. thing about it, too, is it's, there's pros and cons, right? Mm-hmm. So there's lots of great that comes out of technology so that's i think the it's it's gotta there's needs to be a balance and especially i mean um i can find myself yeah going down a rabbit hole on my phone but at the same time i use it like i i do i would say 95 90 to 95 percent of the social media aspect of the foothills wellness retreat so so if i'm on there posting like that's part of um working i suppose Mm -hmm. my job part of working so there's that aspect of it but then i can notice myself once i've made something or Mm -hmm. posted something then now i'm it's half an hour later and i've been scrolling (laughs) instagram you know so it's just because you're already on there and it's like and then it's part of the job too right so sometimes i'll i'll sit on there for 20 minutes um, engaging on other people's posts mm-hmm. um, to give back, um, which is good. It's positive, yeah. but yeah, like you said, having yeah. that that balance. Yeah, and again, it sounds like a lot of the tools you've expressed early on are the, the similar tools that will help us kind of overcome this. Yeah, and make you know um, make technology become a tool again rather yeah. than an addiction. Yeah. You know. It's a great tool in a mm-hmm. lot of ways, but like anything, you it, too much is never too much of anything is never good for us, yeah. right? So it's that it's that balance. So yeah. so yeah, um, yeah, and I like you. I just to to spin off of what you said before, where I think where do I think this is leading me? Mm-hmm. I want to mention that um, I'm still very, uh, I, I would say, new or starting my wellness journey so Mm -hmm. i feel like i have a long journey ahead of me which is exciting Mm -hmm. i have a lot to learn Um, i'm excited to learn a lot of things Um, and i slowly am just being introduced to um, a lot of new aspects of wellness Mm -hmm. Um, so i just wanted to mention that that uh, i am excited to just continue going down the path mm-hmm. and whatever crosses crosses it i'm i'm super interested to learn read more books yeah. meet new people yeah. um all those kinds of things well yeah. definitely working with a wellness retreat is yes. going to be a great tool for 100%. you to meet a bunch of new people yeah. and be exposed to many different paths because that's yeah. the thing it's all about you know it's finding that that path or that therapy that speaks to you yeah. like i know myself you know some people know my story I was in pre-law in my third year getting ready to write an LSAT when I read a book on Chinese medicine and dropped everything. You know, when you find your path, it's kind of clear. Yeah. And you're like, well, that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. And, you know, we need to open up ourselves and expose ourselves to those things to find those things that can help feed us in a different way. Yeah, you know? absolutely. 
Yeah, fuel our soul, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I I think I'm still figuring out what that is for for myself. Mm -hmm. Um, But I definitely feel like I'm going in the right direction. And I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for my mom. She's, Mm -hmm. she kind of dove into this like years before I did. and she's introduced me to a lot of, she introduced me to Kara, she introduced me to Jillian. Um, that's why I'm, I'm sitting here with you today. Um, so there's lots of good that's come out of it. And I'm really grateful for all the connections I've made. And I'm excited to see uh, where it leads me and who else I get to meet and learn from and all that. So oh, good. Yeah. Well, thank you for coming with us and sharing your story. I'm excited to see where your journey takes you. (laughs) And for those that are listening, every time you attend the Foothills Wellness Retreat, our next one here is in February, the 4th and 5th. So I'm sure you'll meet Taylor there when you come on by. Yeah, we're actually, it's actually on the 3rd as well. It'll be on the Friday night too. So we're we're adding another half a day. Excellent. So I'm excited about it. Yes. Yes. Thank you again. I really appreciate (laughs) your time. Thank you so much for having me.